Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Off The Beaten Track podcast special. It's another Boogaloo Radio special. So let me explain what that means. Um, once a month... Myself and previous guest, Josh Weller, we buddy up and we host a radio show on the amazing Boogaloo Radio. Boogaloo Radio is in Highgate at the Boogaloo venue and they have an amazing radio show, uh, radio station, not show. And on that station, you've got DJs such as Alan McGee, Bernard Butler, Andy Ross, David Morrissey, um, Billy from the Subways, Rowena Alice, so many greats. It's just a stack of shows on there that are all amazing and it feels an absolute privilege to be part of that little gang. Um, And Josh and I have recorded three shows now. Um, If you have a little look in the the back catalogue, you'll find the last one, which was uh, myself sitting down with the legend that is Creation Records, creator, manager, Alan McGee. Um, but this week, Josh and I sat down with Scroobius Pip. So what you're going to hear now is an edited version, like if you download uh, a Desert Island Discs podcast. They, they, they chop all the music out. So uh, you'll get the little intro and then you'll get a little swirly sound and then you'll get the end and then it's back to the chat. However, if you head to boogalooradio.com and or their Mixcloud, then you can listen to the full two hours with all of the songs that Screw Pip picked in. Screw Pip picked in full. Oh, that's quite a mouthful. Um, so you can go and listen to the whole thing over on boogalooradio.com. But what you're going to hear now is all the chat um, with the songs kind of cropped. So please enjoy the Last Dance Radio Show with myself and Josh Weller and our special guest, Scroobius Pip. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It me, Stu Whipping. Hello and welcome to Boogaloo Radio. It's the last dance radio show with me, Stu Whiffing, and my co-host, Josh Weller. How you doing, Josh? I'm okay. How are you? I'm right. Ra- I was about to say radiant and glowing. I'm chilly. It is cold. It's a fresh morning. It's dropped, yeah. hasn't it? It's, <laughs> it's happened. It's definitely dropped. So, um, you wasn't at the last show. Where was you? Uh, Sweden? Texas. Switzerland? Texas. Texas. 
home care or Texas, America. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to um, did, did some stand up. Uh, did uh, my comic book came out. Went to see that come out. Then went to the Grand Prix. Wow. The Formula One. Big shot. Yeah, big time. That's big time living. <laughs> went and watched some cars go around a track. Bunch of rich people. Well, what we should say as well is. Um, Drop us a line. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, uh, boogaloo underscore radio, uh, or Instagram, boogaloo radio, or just email in at hello at boogalooradio.com. The best thing to do is download the app and get right involved. So it's the last dance. So let's just explain what the last dance is. It's the end of the world, right, Josh? It's done. It's the Armageddon. Mm. Life as you know it. Every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of sound. Total proctonic reversal. And I couldn't have put that any better myself. And the way this show works is we bring a guest in and we explain to the guest... Well, I'll tell you what, we'll explain to the guest once we've introduced the guest. Um, it's a friend of mine and a friend of yours, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, hip-hop artist, spoken word artist, actor, podcaster, bearded chap, Scribbius Pip... Hello. You alright? Yes, I'm good. How are you? We're alright, aren't we? I, I don't like to talk until I'm introduced, so I never really tell people that that's prime time for getting in digs and mocking and, and abuse, because I'm too polite to respond until I've been actually introduced. <laughs> so you could have spent the first ten minutes saying horrible things, and yeah. say, and here he is. <laughs> oh. Thanks for coming, Dan Pip. It's lovely to be here. I was, I was, I was confused by Josh's Grand Prix experience yeah because I, I kept seeing it on social media and that doesn't feel like a josh weller no thing. it's bad it felt really alien it's a guilty Not against it yeah yeah you could you could you could be yeah, without it, judgment it just, it just surprised me i was like so, oh well, josh was, appears to unexplicably be at the grand prix for several weeks or something it seemed I, like a long time it was uh i went for basically when i was a kid my uncle every sunday i would go around his house and watch the grand prix yeah and then when i got to like a you Didn't know a life story, mate. But go on. Um, we had a good relationship. While we were at the Grand Prix, mate. Yeah. And he's dead now, so. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But we, uh, and as I've gotten older, I've been like, you know what? I re-, and he, he also worked with British Airways as well. Yeah. He, was a, he was a cabin crew guy. Okay. And as I've gotten older, I've realised, I was like, do you know what I love? I love Formula One and aeroplanes. Oh, wow. And they're two things that aren't really a cool, and Star Trek, mm. three things that aren't really publicly good to talk about. But mm. I'm obsessed with with Formula One. Yeah. It's mad. Like, I said, I See, just blank face, two blank faces. No, completely. It's, it just surprised me because it isn't as, as something I'd associate with you or think that you'd be into, but you seemed yeah, proper I know. into it, yeah. proper New Year stuff, and I was just like, oh, okay. I, 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 I love it. I mean, the season's over now. There's one more race. Hamilton's won. Yeah. He's, the, he's got five. Is, is that good news? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't mind Lewis Hamilton. Do you drive? I do drive. Right. Yeah. Fast? Uh, no, I'm the opposite of what Furious. you would expect. <laughs> you drive quite fast, don't you, Pip? Um, I, I do. I've just had another... Um, I had a motorway awareness course this time. So right. Did you get points? Different from the speed awareness. No, instead of points, I did the motorway awareness. How much were you speeding by? Um, I was doing 54 on a motorway. So you were under the limit? Nope. What? It was, oh, was a it stupid a bit of motorway that had changed. Again, as Stu knows, I, I do drive fast, but I swear I drive... Safe. 
I just don't necessarily... I, dr- I, I, do, I do a lot of driving at night. That sounds like such a not true thing. No, yeah. honestly, I do a lot of driving at night, and I believe if a motorway's empty, then there's not actually any risk or threat of me... If, this one was a three-lane motorway, mm-hmm. and it had been re- reduced to 50, yeah. but no one else was there. I've not got a problem. I don't feel guilty. You were doing 54? About speeding, yeah. Isn't that... Aren't you allowed 10%? Isn't no, that 10% it's a myth. It's a myth. There's, there's 10% plus or minus two... Is 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 where they are most likely to, to prosecute you on because that's to allow. For, this is all stuff I've learnt on the motorway course. Of course, that's to allow for the the inconsistencies in speedometers because legally manufacturers have to make speedometers slightly off mm. to make us drive slower. If that yeah. makes sense. So when you're driving at ninety, you're actually driving at eighty-five. Or something I like noticed that that because my sat nav. Yeah. Yeah. Has a speedometer well, in what, it. That, that's what they said. If you compare it on your sat nav, it's, yeah. it's slightly off. Ah, right. And that's intentional to, to make us drive slower. But yeah, they have that, but they are legally allowed to charge you if you're a one mile over the speed limit. And again, it's a myth that it's councils trying to make money because it all goes off to a bigger f- fund, apparently. Mm-hmm. This is all stuff I've learned. You don't have to go and, and do the course now. Um, but yeah, if, 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 for example, it's a particular a black spot, Mm-hmm. then they can go be, be really strict and say, look, it's one mile over. See, I think that they do that on motorways where they drop it to 50 for like two miles just so they can rack up some fines. Mm. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what you <laughs> that's kind of my... assume, but it's, yeah. I don't so know. Let's, let's assume um, that tomorrow you're yeah. going to be doing 54 miles an hour in a 50 zone on an empty motorway. Yep. Uh, and then you roll your Jaguar car. Yeah, yeah. And you die. Oh, I wouldn't die, mate. I'm only doing 54. <laughs> okay, imagine I'll do it. But you, 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 you slide off the road into a nuclear power station. Oh, no. And, uh, and blow up uh, the best part of the UK. Oh, wow. Hull. It's, uh, Hull. That yeah. Is, is You're driving in Hull and you blow up Hull. Yeah. And Just Hull? Hull's gone, yeah. What's your, what's your beef with Hull? I, I don't know. I don't think I'd notice. I think if someone went Hull's gone, my reaction would go, eh, okay. There must have been some good stuff come from Hull. Mick Hucknall? No, that's Manchester. Ah. No, uh, beautiful South, House Martins. Okay, I'll uh, give you that. Paul Heaton. Paul Heaton. I love Paul Heaton. I love Paul Heaton. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, one of our greatest pop stars, I believe. There's a there's a, a takeaway place in Hull called, um, I think it's called Pacino's, and it's got a photo of Al Pacino in their sign, which I'm sure isn't cleared or legal. <laughs> I'm sure it's not actual endorsement. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. Um, can I ask you a question on your speed awareness course? Yes. When you walked in the room, yeah. how many times did you have to go? Four times? Once? I've been to a speed awareness course and a motorway awareness and course. And the first time you walked in, in that room, mm-hmm. and you saw all the other people, yeah. and there was that collective guilt, yeah. what were you thinking? I was thinking, fuck this, it's going to take ages. <laughs> Sorry, am I allowed to swear? I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I wasn't into it. On this one, though, I was distracted because um, I was doing updates on Twitter and, and, and Instagram because... When you were driving there? No, no. no, no, no. <laughs> While I was sat there, there waiting, they do them in hotels often because there'll be a conference room in a hotel, so they do them there. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the lobby and everyone there is clearly there for a, the, the motorway awareness course and one guy goes up to the bar and gets a beer and sits down and I'm like, he can't be. He must just be staying at the hotel and he has a couple of sips and then they call us in so he quickly downs it. <laughs> Lad and heads in. Maverick. So I was genuinely Lad. just doing updates of the of the the most inappropriate <laughs> attendance of the motorway <laughs> awareness course. Well, <laughs> the world's going to end 
tomorrow, Pip. Yeah. So um, we're going to have a night out. That. I'm sorry it's my fault. Well, <laughs> I apologise. You know. Um, so me, Josh, and yourself, we're going to have a night out. Yeah. And uh, and it's going to be soundtracked by yourself. Yes. So before we do anything, you've popped all your clothes off. Yep. And you're in the shower. Now or uh, oh, just theoretically? Or I mean, this is actually being streamed as well, so people are watching this. So Sweet. if you want to pop your pants <laughs> off, that's down to you, mate. <laughs> um, do you sing in the shower? Um, I do. If or I'm do you? Playing, or do you rap? No, I sing in the shower if I'm playing. <laughs> if I'm playing music, I, right. I'll sing along in the shower. Yeah. I'll take a little speaker in my bathroom yeah. and I'll sing along. So I'm a sing alonger in the shower, not massively a singer in the shower. Okay, like like without music. Yeah, I don't know if I'm making this clear enough. Well, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put you in that shower right now. Sweet. And uh, and you have a little sing along. Yep. I'll turn the mics off so people won't actually hear you singing along. Thank um, what song are you going to have a little sing-song to? Um, I've gone for... It's, it's, it's rare I go for... Or actually, on, on sing-alongs, I tend to like a cover. Okay. Because, I, I don't know, I feel it's more acceptable. I'm not... Someone else has already de-cherried the beautiful work of art before us, so now mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not damaging it. But, yeah, I'm going to go for um, Obadiah Parker's version of Hey Ya. All right, we'll have a little chat about that once we've, uh, we've had a listen, because... Uh, I, for one, haven't heard it. Have you, Josh? I've never heard this version, I don't think. Let's have a little bit of that, then. Let's have a listen. Here we go. And hey, uh, uh, hey, uh, Obadiah Parker. Uh, with his cover of um, Atkos Hayar, chosen by today's guest, Scroobius Pip. Hello. Um, and we are live on Boogaloo Radio. Uh, never heard that before. It's all right, isn't it? It's great. I, weirdly, I heard it f- from J- Joe Rogan's podcast. And generally, I find... I love J- 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 Joe Rogan. I find n- 90% of his taste in music to be absolutely appalling. Um, so it's rare that I'm kind of... I'm buzzing off tracks I've heard on there, but mm-hmm. someone else mentioned it. I think it was it was Ari Shafir or, or someone was on there, and they mentioned it, and I was like, oh, it's going to be another cover of a great song, which it is. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed it because it does get the the melancholy of a song that you remember for the Polaroid picture bit, and it will yeah. be in all cheery. Yeah. But the lyrics are about how doomed relationships are, and love is, and the. The idea of being in a relationship because you've agreed to be there rather than because you want to be there, and if they want to be, if they really want to be somewhere else, but you've committed to each other, and that could go down to marriage or parenthood or whatever other external reasons mm. that make you go, no, this is we've agreed to be together rather than would well, do you want to be here? Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, you enjoy that? I enjoyed it muchly. Yeah, I think it's a. Quite a sad song to put on in the shower on the fir- on your last day on the planet. Yeah, I'm quite a. Uh, 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 I mean, y- you've heard my songs, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite a melancholy and miserable guy. That's like oh. that's like you with a loofah with no more tears. Yeah, yeah. crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I'll, I'll test this. No more tears. <laughs> yeah, I, I can picture you in there, and you've just gone to squeeze the shower. There's none left. And it's just fresh air, and you, yeah. you're just kind of washing yourself with your hands. There's no suds. Keep going. <laughs> um, I, I did 
Brett Goldstein's feels very buried with a weird podcast and on that you have to choose how you die yeah and he says so how did you die I went oh, I killed myself and his response literally straight away was like I thought you might <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course that's my miserable choice with loads of songs about suicide loads of campaign work <laughs> kill myself of course you did of course you did thought you might have. let's move on <laughs> yeah genuinely you nailed it oh brilliant um so for track two, uh, yes. we ask you to select the last song you sing with the hairbrush in the mirror as you're getting ready. Yeah. So uh, I, I want to talk about your mirror. Yeah. Um, because when I had uh, Gal Porter on the Off the Beaten Track <laughs> podcast, we discussed uh, your mirror in your bathroom, yep. which she was a little bit uncomfortable with the fact that I knew so much about the, the what the, you know your bathroom was decorated with. Yeah. Um, you've got one of them mirrors which is. I, being 45, I equate it to something I would would have won at the fair when I was about seven. Yeah. And it's like yeah. one of them retro mirrors that are kind of like red and silver with like the sort of mirror. It's sort of etched into the mirror, isn't it? Yeah, it's got and, an image like etched into it, a photo kind of over it in it. And, and I'm going to blow your mind. I've got two. You might not have taken them in, but they're the same person, just right. different images. Okay. But um, yeah, they're, they're, they're John Travolta mirrors. Okay. And the way I've got them positioned is above the toilet. So whenever I'm having a wee, just John Travolta is, is looking at me. But you've positioned them well because we're probably around about the same height. We're yep. both sort of six three, six four ish. Yeah. Um, can't see your ding dong though, can you? What now? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, no, no. It's not. It's not present. Just yeah. at, at just about the point that's there. Weirdly, my my brother was was round one time, and he'd he'd been. Given he'd, he'd, at, at home at his, which is up the road, he'd got a postcard through the letterbox that was for like it was some old people's thing, and it's just got like six old people all smiling, just with their thumbs up. So he popped that in front of that part of the mirror. So you've got Travolta twice staring at you, and then a lot of old people just giving a little thumbs up. So yeah, what era nice. Travolta is this mirror? Um, it's it's a, a Saturday night. F- Oh, okay. Era, which will this will feature, won't it? Come up, but that was my. It's one of my favourite films of all time. I think it's underrated, but we'll get to that. Okay. Time. Okay. So the song that you've chosen to have a little sing song in your Travolta mirror. Yeah. What are you going for? Now it was tough because genuinely these songs are so different. But it was between the song I chose and Work by Rihanna. For some reason, <laughs> I think that's. A you really, really like that, don't you? I think it's a banger. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a really good song, and I think. Um, yeah, I like it when there's a huge pop hit that I also happen to genuinely enjoy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I chose Dusty Springfield's "Son of a Preacher Man." Okay, and what a cracking little tune that is! Yeah. Let's have a let's have a little listen to that now. Dusty Springfield and uh, Son of a Preacher Man, which Great is song. the second choice from today's guest, Scroobius Pip, on Boogaloo Radio. Tweet us in on uh, Boogaloo underscore radio or on Instagram, Boogaloo Radio, or just email us in at hello at boogalooradio.com. I personally think that she could have taken advice from other people other than just the Son of a Preacher Man. I think yeah. she, should have, she should have been a little bit more open. I mean, I mean, what's the preacher man himself got to say? It, well, also just the son of, like, yeah. most sons of, of like, successful people are bellends. Yeah. You know? This is a fact. 
Just like if it was a doctor's son, and it's the only one who could ever operate on me was the son of a doctor. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like the clarification. You didn't go to medical school. No. She could um, have just said the son of a preacher. So <laughs> if we didn't need to gender it. <laughs> um, we wouldn't get away with that in this day and age. So that's from Dusty in Memphis. Yes. Did either of you watch the Primal Screen documentary that was on BBC Four last week? No. Um, the album, I presume you're familiar with the track Rocks yep. from Primal Screen? Come on, Josh. No, I'm sorry. We get talked about this. Get your rocks off. Get your rocks oh, off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jumping uh, Jack, Flash, it's a gas, gas, that one. gas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they went to Memphis to record that in uh, the studio where this album, uh, Dusty Memphis, was recorded. And then when they brought it back to the UK finished, Alan McGee was like, mm, I'm not sure that's quite right for... This is following up Screamadelica. So they were like, right, we need to... We're not sure this is the right sound. So they go to another producer and it was reproduced and it was very big and radio and, and was very successful. But they found the tapes and then this documentary, they went back to Memphis, back to the desk and sat there and they've now reissued the album as the original Memphis recordings, oh, which wow. are completely raw and soulful and beautiful. And it's, it was absolutely amazing. And whilst on that documentary as well, they, they threw in the track, um, Al Green recorded Let's Stay Together there, uh, which was also on the Pulp Fiction soundtrack like... Uh, son of a preacher man, and uh, and like Bobby Gillespie and that were, were literally sitting at the desk stripping down, uh, like let's stay together, oh, wow. and uh, it was it was quite a, quite a moment. Yeah. Like, so it's a great documentary to watch. Like, yeah, it's very, amazing. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for that. I watched the the David Rodigan one. I watched that. Was, that was I fantastic. Absolutely amazing. Have you had you had him on recently? I've not had him on yet. No, no. no I'm, I'm I'm gonna. We're basically essentially. This is your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Pieces, on my podcast. Yeah. Oh, we've pushed it back because of that, essentially, because mm-hmm. they kind of went, we've just done the excellent Trailblazers episode with Eddie and that, we've just done this. Mm-hmm. They felt it was a, a bit overkill to go, let's have another yeah. 90 minutes yeah, sure. of David's life. But, yeah. That was, it was, I, I, obviously, everyone pretty much knows who Rodigan is. Yeah. But to see that and see that history of him and seeing him going out to these sand clashes yeah. out in Jamaica... And just looking like this kind of accountant yeah. that is on stage, just tearing it up. I was glad, right. gl- glad with how they they put the document or presented the documentary because my f- favourite thing of Rodigan is to go on YouTube and, l- and look at all that kind of f- footage. And the first half of the documentary was kind of his upbringing and all this, and he's getting into. And the second half was essentially someone going through YouTube and looking at all that all yeah. that footage. It was like. And look at this one. Yeah. And look at this one. Yeah. And look at this one. It was like I was like, that's exactly what you need yeah. to do because that's how you get across who Rodigan is and yeah. how mad his story is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. Uh, it was incredible. Um, do you use a hairbrush when you're uh, in front of that mirror? Uh, no, I'm not a big a brusher of hair, so I'll do it. I'll have a good sing. So I will have showered. I've got my speaker in the bathroom still. Sure. So I'll be dr- drying off. I'll be. I'll do a bit of brushing. But right. I won't be singing into anything. I'll just yeah. be. You do have. You do, he does have good hair. Yeah, he's got good You do hair, have a very good. Hair. It's suddenly. It's. I feel like it's become very stylish in the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of. I've lucked out, or, or or been unlucky, or been a huge trailblazer in that a, a lot of the things that I've kind of just stumbled on naturally have then become overly trendy and overly cool and hip. And is it? I wax, just stick is, with it. Is it wax? Um. I use um, 
it's kind of it's it's a it's a clay. <laughs> Ah, it's more a clay. Like a dust clay a or like a, a matte? No, a, a matte clay, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. And the beard? The beard, I don't... I normally just use a little bit of the leftover of of, 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 of what I put in my hair mm-hmm. on the beard. But to, but this morning, I recently did... I did the Professor Green podcast recently, which mm-hmm. is all sponsored by Lab Series, I think it is, which is like a men's kind of moisturiser, all, all men's grooming grooming stuff. And in that, in the pack they gave me was a little beard oil. And I used to use beard oils all the time, but I've drifted off of them. Mm. And I just slung a bit of that in this morning because I was feeling a bit dry. Okay. I, you're good. It's, a, it's a very stylish look. Yeah, I mean, I was quite nice to him in the intro, so I've kind of exhausted any kind of nice <laughs> things I really want to say to him now. So I'll leave you to Everything else about him is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um... So th- this is the one that I was quite looking forward to, Pip, is um, the last song to soundtrack your final meal. Yeah. Um, I want to know what that meal is going to be, although I have a feeling I know what it's going to be. Yeah. So what's your meal going to be, mate? Well, I mean, we have discussed this on other things in the past, yeah. briefly, but genuinely my last meal would be um, Pizza Hut garlic bread with cheese, because <laughs> it's the best. Um, a stuffed crust pizza, probably from Pizza Hut as well. Yeah. Um, and Ben and Jerry's, probably Ben and Jerry's, but with a warm c- 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 cookie as well, which actually is available from Pizza Hut, not the, the Ben and J- yeah. Jerry's part, but the warm cookie part. So you, you sat off the ice cream factory? Huh? Yeah, um, yeah, the ice cream factory is average. I think the best ice cream is Ben and Jerry's, um, but not the best flavours are available from f- f- any of the takeaway places. So for my last meal, I would have got the takeaway, but I would have got them to go to Tesco's previously to get a few better flavours of Ben and Jerry's because you have to go to a superstore for yeah. the best flavours. Um, yeah. Big old uh, Pepsi Max. Whole of your final meal was being delivered. Yeah, yeah. Would you go pick it up just because it's the last meal? <laughs> I've actually... I've, <laughs> this, this is terrible, but um, I've, I don't live in delivery range of a Pizza Hut. Oh, okay. So when I go to Pizza Hut, my previous technique was I turn on the heated seats in my car... Um, and I oh put God, the heat acid. So, this is keep, like Ocean's Eleven. To keep it warm, <laughs> and I do that. But then I was gifted by Amy Borman, who does all the all the social media on on speech development. She bought me a a pizza delivery bag, so I go into Pizza Hut with my pizza delivery bag. Do you wear a, a helmet as well, a moped helmet? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. But what what genuinely has taken it to the next level because the issue I've had is when it gets colder you know it's a 10 minute drive yeah. or so and that's 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 enough time for things to get cool in a bit yeah. so, so what I've done is I've got I happen to have one I've got a little stone um, hot plate so I heat up the hot plate pop that in the pizza bag oh so the God. pizza bag is like a little oven then I collect my pizza pop it in there Hang on a minute. doesn't home. the pizza bag keep the heat in anyway keeps the heat in but if it's not already hot then you're already you're fighting against a bit of coolness. It keeps the cooling as well. Okay. So if you're starting, mate, you're from... fighting against coolness having this conversation, <laughs> mate. Hang on a minute. Wait, wait, wait. This is one of the coolest things I've ever heard. The best part is <laughs> the best part of the best part of the hot plate edition is I can then go and s- s- sit on my sofa, have the pizza bag next to me. So I'm essentially taking stuff out the oven as I need it. I'll have my starter, close it, bang, yeah. sl- a slice at a time. Yeah. What's your starter? What's your Pizza Hut starter? So it's it's garlic, the garlic bread. bread with cheese. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. I'm, and, and they've got get, a lot of good stuff. You, what's, yeah. you said stuffed crust. I don't think you said what topping. A, a cheese stuffed crust. The topping would just be. And again, this sounds boring, but I believe that pizza 
I know the stuffed crust isn't from the Italian way of doing things, but pizza should be. <laughs> the Italian way of doing pizzas is minimal topping. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Really Wait, the hot dog stuffed crust, that was all Italian though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. No, I, I just go, I go ham and, or double ham and double cheese. Keep it it's simple. That's generally How, my wh- Where were you with the hot dog stuffed crust? Did you ever try it? Uh, I tried it, yeah. I didn't need to go back. I enjoyed it more than I was expecting. Really? The one that got me in, in recent years that I, again, I'll try these things, go, this is l- ludicrous. And one that I went back to numerous times was Pizza Hut br- briefly did a mac and cheese pizza. I remember that. So it's a stuffed yeah, crust yeah. that's got mac and cheese on top. And I thought, I've got to try that. It sounds ridiculous. It was wonderful. And it was it was a return uh, taster. I um, I met up with, uh, <laughs> I, I had uh, Jason Perry from the band A on the podcast yes. um, a little while ago. And I have just finished. Uh, they finished at Shepherd's Bush last night. Their 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 tour playing um, their 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 album Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi Serious. Hi-Fi Serious. Yeah, Alan Partridge. He <laughs> <laughs> was. It was. It's named after Alan Partridge. Is oh, really? it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, which bit of Partridge is that? Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi Serious. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. It's when. Well, he was obviously talking about Hi-Fi, but I'm sure I'm, I'm adamant that it was named. It's That's a Partridge quote. Brilliant. brilliant. It is. Yeah. Um, but. I met him in Lakeside because uh, to, to, to chat about some bits and pieces we might be doing. And uh, and he went, I'm just running late. I've just had to pop to see someone. I've bought a Deliveroo raincoat um, off of eBay uh, that was really cool. It's the, then that kind of like pastel green colour. Yeah, 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 And he green was like, purple, I want to wear yeah. it on stage for the tour. Amazing. And then when he got to this guy's house, he said, no, no, like, I don't work there anymore. And he was like, okay, cool. He said, like, I'm, you know, I'm really pleased with this jacket. And then uh, the fellow went, you don't want to buy the bag as well, do you? So I arrived in Lakeside, and and, and obviously I knew that, that A hadn't had a hit for a while, but Jason was standing at the bottom of the escalator in a delivery jacket with the delivery massive rucksack on I his back. It. And I was thinking, and we was meeting for lunch, so he was outside a restaurant, I was thinking, oh, God, is he, like, delivering, like, food as well now? I love it. But, um, no, he was uh, absolutely <laughs> thrilled to be... Uh, yeah, wearing that. And He's, if you watch, if you follow him on, on social media, every night he walks out on stage with the rucksack on, pulls out all his bits and bobs from it on stage. I had, I had plans for ages. After I left working at Pizza Hut, um, I, kept, I kept my uniform. And I had plans for ages, just on a busy Saturday, to walk in, take a few orders and leave. Just because of the mayhem. Because I'd be, oh, are you a bit? No, no, I've already ordered. And it just the confusion that that had caused. But I never, I never had the guts to do it in the end. <laughs> All right, well, for the song to soundtrack your your final meal, what have you chosen, Pip? Um, I've gone for um, Faded by P.O.S. Okay, well, let's, let's have a listen to that and then we'll have a chat about it afterwards. Here we go. Yeah. Faded by P.O.S. Um, which is... Uh, Signed to your label? Yes, yes, it is. And it's a mad one because I've Steph POS is on, on Let Em Come, on my solo record, and I've been a fan of him for a long time. I met him on the first tour that me and Dan did of America, me and Dan Lassac, and I've been a fan of him for ages. He releases on Rhyme Sayers and Doomtree, and at the beginning of last year, I was in LA, and hit, and his album, Chill Dummy, had come out over there already, and I'd downloaded it and I, I listened to it constantly and l- literally just as I landed back I got an email off him saying um, I'm looking for a, a UK a label f- f- for my new album are you interested and it was like 
It's, l- it's l- currently literally my album of the year. I've been listening to it constantly. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll release that. So it was amazing to get to, yeah. to put that out yeah. and, and have that on my label because, yeah, I was already a fan of him, but even specifically of, of this album. So, yeah. yeah, it's mad. Superb. For the next track... Yes. Um, this is the one where I uh, we ask guests to choose the last song you're going to listen to on your headphones as you walk to the club for your last night out. Yeah. Um, you I, had I, headphones I on to... when I see you this morning yep. walking down the road. What were yep. you listening to? I was listening to uh, a Ricky Gervais on Brett Goldstein's Films to be Buried with podcast. On the Distraction Pieces Network. On the Network. Distraction Pieces Network. <laughs> so, so two things to mention. Number one, I rarely listen to, uh, to music on headphones anymore. I'm mm-hmm. always listening to podcasts. And number two... You've known me a while. Do you think I'd spend spend my last night in a club? No, hundred percent not. No, we've established your miserable. Also, I, also, I do like if you. So I've gone, I've gone along with this facade, <laughs> but, just, but just to be clear, this just, is not how I would be spending my last. You're going to play the game, right? Yeah, I'm going to play the game. I don't think also because you if, don't like clubs, do you? I fuck. I, there's no not. I, I would be sitting. Yeah. In a corner of a room with the lights yeah. off, crying. Yeah. If the yeah. world was, and also wouldn't have an appetite. But if the world was going right. to end. I wouldn't be hungry. <laughs> G- genuinely, I got real stick off my missus because on a podcast recently they asked what, how I'd spend my last. Or, or I think we got onto the subject of who you'd spend your last day with or whatever. And I was honest. I was like, I'd probably want to spend it on my own because I'd want to just be on my own and and, and all this. And it offended. My misses, understandably, but the thing we never got to again, I was like, You guys know me. Do you think if the end of the world was coming, do you think I'd be in a nightclub or no, or no, just normal enough to go, Oh, I'll leave it to the end of the world then? Yeah, chances are I'd go, I want to take control of my own end, I want to choose how I go. I'd probably stay at home and kill myself. Mm. Yeah, Um, and and how would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) What are we we talking here? Pills or rope? (laughs) Pills, rope, or blade? Well, that sounds like one say. of your albums. All three. Try all three. Yeah. You, you know, the world's going to end. You've got to do it one way or another. Yeah. Um, that, and that ironically... the three opening tracks of my next album. <laughs> Pills, Rope and Blade. And amazingly, the song you've chosen is called Stay Alive. <laughs> it is. So the song I've chosen to be walking down the street with my headphones on is the Bee Gees' Staying Alive. Oh, let's just crank that one up because it's too good not to listen to right now. Staying alive from Saturday Night Fever from the BGS, chosen as track four from our guest today, uh, Mr. Scroobius Pip. You're listening to Boogaloo Radio. Tweet us in on Boogaloo underscore Radio, um, or drop us a message on Instagram on Boogaloo Radio, or just email us at hello at boogalooradio.com. You're listening to the Last Dance Radio Show with your hosts Stu Whiffin and Josh Weller. Hello. On that track, right? Yes. Because obviously the BG started as a folk trio. Mm-hmm. And at what point did you think... Do you think there was a day where one of them came in and was like, hey, guys, you know how we're doing really close harmony? Have you ever heard of falsetto? Yeah. Because like, there must have been a day when one of them Definitely. was like, I think if we go, we're going to be... I love the idea Seriously. of one of them going, look at what I can do. And doing it, and, and, and yeah. one going, hang on, let me try. I can do it too. I yeah. love, the I, third one, I can as well. <laughs> I spent a lot of time thinking about those moments. Like, there must have been a day where Sting 
like Gordon Sumner, is, his, is that his real name? Gordon yep. Sumner, right? Where they're in a pub and someone went, uh, who's round is it? Oh, Gordon, what do you want? And he didn't answer. And, uh, Gordon, he's like, call me, I'm Sting now. Yeah. Call me, st- <laughs> call I'm not going to answer to Gordon. Do you know where that name come from? Because he didn't he dress as a bumblebee? Yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a, like a yellow and black striped jumper. Oh, wow. And um, that's apparently the, the story behind it. I yeah. love it. But I'm sure there has got to be some kind of moment where I think the, the Bee Gees must have been exposed to disco. And yeah. uh, and just mm. thought right, let's let's have some of this, this and uh, and then let's have one of the biggest selling, not just soundtracks, but one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Well, I that's think. that's the thing. This and the next question kind of reveal that I'm as much of a film fan as I am a music fan. Because that, as soon as you said I w- walking th- down the street, I thought of Travolta strutting Cans along paint. with paint, yeah. yeah, eating his hot dog, yeah, uh, 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 just staying alive and. I think Saturday Night Fever is it is a bugbear for me because it gets grouped in with g- Grease and stuff like that, which I think are great mm. too, but completely different. People don't seem to realise because it was so disco and it's looked at as so kitsch now, I guess. Mm. They don't realise that that's a dark, yeah, powerful a, yeah. film. It's got... the f- It's one of the first films to regularly use the C word. That's in. right. Um, it's got drugs. It's got rape. It's got bullying. It's got social kind of projection and, 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 and views and trying to live up the pressures of peer, peer, peer pressure and all Mach- that. Machoism. There's a lot yeah. of machoism mm. in that film, isn't there? Despite it being John Travolta in his white suit on the dance floor. But, so you I mean, mean like the campest film ever. It's like, it, no, well, it's not it's, that. It's the, the, the album has, has almost surpassed... The, the album stopped being about the film and very quickly became just... It was just... A, a hit record, yeah, yeah, and then that disassociates what is happening in the yeah. film, and then people Completely. forget that the film is actually this, this incredibly dark. The main story movie. of the film is the conflict of religion and the way society was going yeah. because his brother's a priest and his, he was unsure of how his life and stuff like that. Which you don't think people who haven't watched it mm. yeah. wouldn't think any of that is in Saturday Night. But there's a lot think, of oh, tra- the disco one. I, I didn't realise the social implications of Look Who's Talking as well until I until right. I really watched it as an adult and Look Who's Talking too, and mm. of course the sequel Look Who's Talking Now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're like. Track five, um, Pip. Yes. The song that hits you as you walk into a venue for the very last time. Begrudgingly yes. walk into a venue. And this is another one that I'll get onto the film reference after we've listened, but it's um, B- B- Bob Dylan, Hurricane. Oh, let's have some of that. By Bob Dylan from Desire, uh, which was track five from today's was that guest. The, are you sure you got the whole song in there? <laughs> I think I got uh, eight minutes twenty-eight of the eight minutes thirty-two. Okay. So um, we 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 got the best of it in, mate. We got the best of it in. I love that you went to the toilet during it. That's so partridge. Just mate. I put a long song on. <laughs> <laughs> down some mouthwash and I went to the toilet. <laughs> Have a chicken sandwich. Oh dear! Why did you choose that one, Pip? Um, well, that was again another f- f- film reference. And Days and Confused is one of my f- favourite films. And, and Wooderson in Days and Confused, played by, by Matthew McConaughey, is one of the coolest people ever. And there's a scene where they walk into the the pool hall f- 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 for the first time, and that song plays, and they're in slow motion. 
And yeah, what I like cool about that song choice is that it doesn't feel like that's what would be playing in the venue that you walk in. That's like no, what's playing in that's your what's head, playing in my head completely. as you walk in the venue for the last time. 100% yeah, that's yeah. what's playing in my head. But in general, you walk into a venue and go, I wonder what's a, a, a song I should try and make them play for me, which, which is a terrible outlook and approach. But yeah, you rarely walk in and go, here's the perfect song. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's 100% the song that's playing in my head. Rather While than... Independent Women is actually playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I walk um, into most nightclubs and just think, nah, this is an ordeal. This yeah. is, I have to get out of here. Yeah. I mean, you came to ours for the first time and lasted you about did. half an hour. I think. <laughs> yeah. And I reckon maybe 20 minutes or half hour was outside just chatting. That's yeah. true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's why I, I'm a, I like conversation. Well, it was yeah. a little reunion for all you, lot, really, wasn't yeah, it? Because yeah. um, Sam Getcape was there as well, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Which is a, a friend of, a mutual friend for both of you, mm-hmm. right? And, and Jay, who was in Kate Nash's mm-hmm. band all the time, I used to g- mm-hmm. do a lot of gigs of that lot he, he'd come along mm. and yeah it was a nice little yeah, it catch was, up for uh, all and he was a great DJ that quite funny he was amazing he mm. smashed it all vinyl and you kind of get nervous when someone says I'm going all vinyl you're like yeah. oh this is going to have people just not enjoying themselves yeah. you're going to enjoy yourself but no one else is but it was all vinyl yeah. all bangers yeah yeah. He absolutely smashed it out of the park yeah. and we yeah. were frustrated that it's taken us how long have we doing the club night? Seven, eight years now? Mm-hmm. It's taken us that long to get Sam down. Yeah. And now we're like, well, how long do we have to leave it until we have him exactly, again? Because yeah. we definitely want him again. But yeah. we can't really just go, oh, here's the same lineup as last month. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's get a quick plug in because we're, we're, we're there this Saturday at we the are. book club. And we've got we a good lineup. Indeed. Yeah. Um, we've got yourself. Got myself, myself, yourself. Um, we've got, we've got uh, Jags, Jags Cooner, um, yeah. producer who has produced. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Primal Scream. He was one half of Sabres of Paradise with Andy Weatherall. Yep. Um, he's remixed Kasabian, Oasis. Uh, he's, he's, he's a real bod. And yeah. he's, he's going to be, well, he's told me what he's got in mind to play and it's, it's going to be quite exciting. And he's, and he's DJ. Yeah, he's DJing and we've got Lindy Layton as well. Who's... Her of Beats International with Norman Cook. Yeah. Uh, they're the vocals you hear on 
just be good to me, or don't and, be good to me. And 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 w- one of my favourite episodes of of your off the beaten track podcast, along with the Josh one, to be mm-hmm. com- com- completely honest. But just hearing number one with the Josh one, it was hearing a bromance of two people I've known for ages but hadn't met, and then just clearly <laughs> fell madly in love over microphones. Um, <laughs> but on the Lindy one, when she stopped to sing. One of her choices, and, and yeah. knowing that you're a fan of Lindy anyway, yeah. obviously we will know, know her now, and it's yeah. great. But knowing how ex- excited you, how you would have been sitting there, thinking, "I'm sitting in Lindy Layton's living room, mm. and she's singing to me." Yeah, it how was, amazing is it, this? It, it was really amazing, and, and and it was quite interesting hearing her talking about literally being 16 and yeah. just moving to Brighton and sleeping on Norman Cook's floor. Yeah, I almost think, against his will. Yeah, because I, I, I think he'd, he'd just got married, I think, yeah. and uh, and all of a sudden this, this this young lady's turned up from London saying, look, I've got these ideas, let's do this song. Yeah. And then obviously the rest is the rest is history, you yeah. know, worldwide smash. And, uh, and yeah, she's cracking, really good fun. So, and, and everything else aside, she's an incredible DJ, right? Yeah, absolutely amazing. And then we've also got... Santero, because yeah. it's our last one of the year mm. and we've got a 3am licence, we've gone like big tons of guests. Like yeah. We only have one main guest mm-hmm. and that's it, but we've gone to th- three this time. This must be sold out, right? <laughs> well, not just yet. Oh. So, uh, so if I wanted to come to it, let how, me would tell I, you. how would I go about that? Well, you'd go to the book club in Shoreditch. Which that is, sounds uh, like a tough venue to get to. It's not. No, it's really easy. You just get to um, Liverpool Street Station or Old Street, and it's kind of oh, central both very for both of them. Central uh, lines, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, and I'll tell you what: if you want to come, if you email info at thetrashsociety.com, uh-huh. we'll put you on the queue jump list so you can come straight in and haven't got to stand out in the cold. That sounds like a great idea. Because people laugh at me online sometimes, because again, it's an indication of how I enjoy. Our club night, but mm-hmm. I'm not really a club in person. That m- most of the times I post a picture from the club night, it's not the Ram dance floor or everything going off. It's how long our queue is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm out the front going, bloody hell, long queues. Like, oh, well, this is great. It's going all the way around the corner. I've oh. seen you do that. <laughs> yeah, completely. I'm like, oh, this is great. Right. Track five. Yes. The last song to soundtrack the drinking of a round of shots. Yes, and a song that I've played in every DJ set I've ever done. So it's Generally, start your set with it. Often start with it. I've got a little beat juggling thing I do with it. But yeah, it's MOP, anti-up. What is... Attention, please, attention, please. This shit here feels like the whole entire world collapse. MOP, track five, chosen from today's guest, Scribbis Pip on Boogaloo Radio. That's a tune, right? It is, and I'm s- sorry for completely tr- trashing the studio. That's um, all right. <laughs> That's all right. It's a song that kind of happens. Uh, what would be your round of shots? What shots would you order? Um, well, the world's again, ending. I'm, again, I'm not a big drinker, so if the world was ending, I probably wouldn't have a drink. But, oh, uh, yeah, I know, I'm not very fun. If the world's ending, is it a free bar? I guess so. What's the? Do you, what's I think the commerce would have gone out the window at that point. Yeah, surely, you'd right? Go, go on then. Enjoy yeah. yourselves. Um, I'd, I'd go for f- flaming sambucas purely because I'd imagine if I'm in a club, m- a lot of my times in clubs I've spent with my mate Stutel and my mate Chris Glasson, co-host of Hardcore Listing. Yes. Um, so yeah, but I'd be with. I'd imagine I'd be with Stu and Chris, and the last time Chris did a flaming sambuca. Um, was with us and he got us to film it mm-hmm. and he tried to 
to blow it out and just blew the flames into his face, which was <laughs> one of the, the funniest things I've ever seen, particularly as it was... On my birthday, it's the best present I could have asked for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've spoken of the club night, so I'm, I'm ready for you to abuse me now, but when someone says, check this out, oh. and then does something, and it's bad, so literally it was like, if film this, and we would start oh, yeah. filming yeah. it, and then... And it goes into his face. It, yeah. just, it slayed me. But yeah, feel free to now. Yes, you. Um, I think we'd had Zane Lowe yep. uh, DJ for us, and yep. he'd stopped the music, and then I think he played Pantera or something like that, didn't he? Yeah. Um, or Sepultura. But it was some full-on yeah, sort yeah, of thrash, yeah. and and it, right in the midst of sort of hipsterville, and and because Zane had hyped it. For some reason, I think it was Motorhead. It was, it was, it was Motorhead. Motorhead. It was yeah. Motorhead, sorry, yeah. yeah. And and it just went off. And and I remember thinking, if I'd done that, people would just be like, shut up, mate. And and, and it would not have worked. But Zane Because the way he it. did it was he stopped, he stopped the track that was yeah. playing and turned to talk, turned and tapped me and went, so, so how's everything going? You good? And I'm literally like... <laughs> yeah. And everyone starts to look around and, and then he drops it. And it was the slickest... The thing ever because it was a private little yeah. interaction that is the 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 real flexing was such a private little thing that he just turned to me and going, So how are you doing? You good? Is everything uh, well? And I'm like it's it's like you know the fear yeah. of silence in a club. That's yeah. that's the scariest thing for any promoter or DJ. It's like there's no noise. So What's fast happening? forward one month, yep. you decided to do your own take on that, didn't you? It was a similar idea. And I was in the booth next to you and you nudged me and went Watch this. It was before, so I didn't pause and have a conversation or anything. No. I was just like, it was before I dropped a track. I let a track mm. go to silent, and then I was like, watch this because I was ready because it was a song I'd never played before. Yeah. It was going to blow everyone away, and I'd left the fader down. Oh. So I said, watch this. Press play, and nothing happened. And then when you put the fader up, you press play again because you sort of panicked, and it kind of sort of stuck a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, it was quite a bad time. And I think there was another time when on, you I was a, if you were going to go, yeah, go for the other song. I yeah, selected I the wrong song. Um, you, you got all excited to play something, and then you pressed it, you paused it instantly, just for two little snare hits, and he, I think you just hoped no one recognised yeah, it. I, I skipped was, on, and he didn't get that notice on the floor. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's the wrong one, and went yeah. on for nothing and pressed play. I was super over. quick to go, oh, two princes, spin doctors. And, was, uh, for some reason, I had <laughs> two princes by the spin doctors over there, and it's just that, that snare hit at the beginning. I just I'd selected the wrong one. I was like, imagine in oh, some in a cool hip club in Shoreditch, I just dropped. Hey, one, two, princess, give me you. I would have been like, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> Are you brilliant! Four non blondes next. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Right, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We, we, we've had the shots and we're going to have a dance. Yes. And uh, and so I'm going to uh, ask you to pick the last song that gets you on the floor. Yes, well, this is an interesting one. And again, it goes back to J- Josh's appearance on your Off The Beat yes. Track podcast where he discussed how he's not, he doesn't enjoy clubs that much. And I was always like, I think the reason my drinking period was in my clubbing period was I'm not going to have a dance if I've not had a drink. Um so I need to get a fair way in before. But there's one song that any time it came on at the Pink Toothbrush, mm-hmm. where, where you've DJed for years, uh, at Hollywood's in Romford, any time it came on drunk or sober, I was on the dance floor. And yeah. that song is Time Bomb by Rancid. You a fan of Rancid, Josh? Nah. No, yeah, of course. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> one of my favourite punk bands of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it passed me by. Yeah. As, as it has for a lot of people. Mm. I think that... 
in the next few years, they will people will start recognizing just how important that band is, and especially oh, this album. Well, oh, Rancid were in the middle of the pop punk boom, and they're yeah. not particularly a pop punk band. But no. that's where it's that confusing one. They get grouped in with, and I still enjoy Green Day and Blink and all these kind of bands, but they're not like that. They yeah. got bunched in with that. They are far more authentic punk, authentic ska, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And out come the wolves is. One of my favourite yeah. albums. It, of I mean, time. it came out in 1994, I think. Yeah. Five or four? I'd say four. Four, yeah, say four, four or five, which was when you think about what was going on in music at that point, was there wasn't that. I mean, there was a big LA, New York punk scene, but like really, we were still in grunge. Yeah. Like Weezer would put their first yeah. record out in 94. Yeah. And then obviously, like Dookie just eclipses everything. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. the, the third Green Day album. Yeah. And like, and, and then Smash Offspring as well. Yeah. yeah. Point, I mean, that huge. And again, I loved that album, Offspring. I went off of the directions that they went in, but that yeah. album as well was huge. At that point, Dookie, Smash, and Out Come the Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great evening. Mm. Um, is, yeah, were all just amazing for me. Yeah. Just, Stuff I'd never heard before. It's a it's a seminal punk record. It's produced by Jerry Finn, who then went on to produce like he actually died about ten years ago, but he produced like Enema of the State. Yeah. The, the, and he was a real amazing producer at taking these these kind of raucous punk rock bands. It's very hard to produce punk rock and make it palatable for a big audience. Yeah, because the album before this from Rancid was just. Tons of so let short it go? songs, yeah, 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 or let's go, let's go. Um, was loads of short songs, and it again, I loved it, but I do. If I listen to it, I'm like, oh, 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 there's two or three songs that yeah. might stand out as a song. There's so many that are so similar, yeah, it's just let's go and, th and thrash it out. Yeah. Here's another song, yeah. and and Out Come the Walls was this complete album that had its ups and downs, mm -hmm. its peaks and troughs. It wasn't just going as, f as fast as it can out the gate. And, yeah, and finishing. It seems to me like Jerry Finn was a master of, of of letting the band do what they wanted to do, but also getting what he needed or what the label needed yeah. out of it, which is making it kind of. Uh, I mean, as you as you'll hear when you put the song on, like the guitar in the mix is really quiet, which for yeah. punk rock is like yeah. is like unheard of. And and he was also he, he died. I think he died after um, that self-titled Blink record. Right. Yeah, but yeah. weirdly, I think that's kind of where this era of punk ended as well. So yeah. I think in many ways he was the, the kind of the, the, the founding backbone. father, yeah. the backbone yeah. of that whole culture of music. Like he produced all of the stuff from that era. He did like some forty one. He did yeah. all the all the Blink records. All right. Like and and uh, I, th I don't think he did a Green Day record. He might have done one Green Day record, but I'm not I can't, I'm not sure about that. But um. Well, let's listen to it and then let's we can talk about it some more. So, uh, yeah, you've gone for Time Bomb. Let's have some of that. Time Bomb by Rancid. Oh, uh, what a good song. Like that one? I love that. I think the guitar solo into the organ solo is one of my favourite moments mm. in music. As well, that is, goes down to that half step, half time, and it's, the guitar solo is like three notes, which is Lars Fredriksson is the master of the guitar solo yeah, as well. Yeah. The master of the simple. The, he's the there's two. He's the big dude with a mohawk, right? Yeah. There's kind of two front men in Rancid. Yeah. There's Tim Armstrong, Lars Fredriksson, and Tim Armstrong kind of. I don't know if he still plays guitar on stage. He kind of has a guitar on stage. Oh, he was always. I, w I watching him live. Tim was always like, you can't take your eyes off him because. Yeah. 
the notes that he plays, he plays like no one else. Like, it'd be, he'd have his big old Gibson or whatever. Yeah. Was it like a Gresh he had? It was like. I think it was an ES335, I think. Right. Yeah. Approximately. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just the way he would proper jump, and he'd be spinning as he's playing each note, yeah. and it would yeah. just be so. You can't take your eyes off. It's like. Um, what's his name? The, the most famous. The Who. What's his name? Townsend. P- Peter it's Townsend. Like Townsend, but turned up to a thousand just yeah. just spinning this amazing yeah yeah there's some great footage of them doing Ruby Soho which is from this record at the Cannes Film Festival in 1994 right. or 5 on the beach and they have like uh, I think I can't remember what channel it is Canal Plus or something or the French channel they have like the the sort of talk show that they do every night of the week they do on the beach during the Cannes Film Festival and they have musical guests yeah and it's honestly like one of the everyone is confused yeah right yeah. and also Tim Armstrong at that point might be the sexiest man he's just wearing like a denim studded cut off with no shirt with his like perfect ripped body I love and, he, it. and it's just a it's a it. wonderful watch yeah was, was that the uh, inspiration for your denim uh, cut off jacket I got really angry when I got a denim cut off I loved it I still I just it. stopped wearing mine yeah mm. yeah yeah um, imagine my excitement though you mentioned Lars Fredrickson there. Imagine my excitement at this time when this album comes out. They're my favourite band. They're everything. They're teaching me about punk. Like Joe Strummer, I was a fan of Rancid and worked with them and signed to Tim's label and stuff like that. So it led me into all these other bands. And when they're in the UK, Lars Fredrickson out of nowhere becomes a Millwall fan. <laughs> and that's the team I support. No one else at school. I've never met anyone who supports Millwall. Yeah. And what are the chances of a touring American band supporting any football team? And he it decides to become a Millwall fan. This is Lars Fredrickson, whose solo band is called... What? A Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards. And the Bastards, which is such a great name for a band. Yeah, great name. But yeah, I loved it. At that time, Tim Armstrong and Lars Fredrickson, I remember going to see them at Brixton at one time and hanging around outside and, and, in my memory, hanging out and having a great time with Lars. I probably said hello as he was carrying his guitar in, but... It was a defining moment for me as a little punk kid who's shaving his own mohawk and bleaching his own hair and stuff like that. To be to have the band just walk in and out is like that's that's them. I've met them. Oh, it's amazing. That's I think that that's a I think in the next five years, once that album gets to 30 years old, yeah, I think people will start realizing that actually that one is a real standout record from that from that ilk of like. You know, they're, they're not a pop-punk band. Yeah. And, 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 and I think they got a lot of flack for kind of uh, completely ripping off The Clash when that record yeah. came out, which they really weren't doing. No. Well, it, for me, I, uh, when I first... It, Time Bomb was the first song I heard from Rancid, yeah. and, and and I used to rinse it in the clubs. Yeah. And But I never for a moment thought it was pop-punk. I, yeah. I didn't equate yeah. it to anything like what Green Day were doing mm. or anything like that. For me, it was Scar. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it was yeah. that upstroke that, that yeah. is, is for me was the thing yeah, that I thought was completely. so instantly infectious, and yeah. and it was just, yeah, it was just pure scar for me, and yeah. and and I could I could you know, even with his vocals to a degree, I could hear I could see why pe- people were, were name checking the Clash. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's you know, there, there, there's definitely similarities in in places. I think that's that's completely. But fair again, to it say. was. Beautiful towards the end of Strummer's life to see that appreciation Gone of what they circle, were doing, yeah. and so you know, Joe Strummer really signed close. to Tim's label. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's he, cool. he released that's his so last cool. solo record, I think, on Tim's label on on Hellcat. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and yeah, it's just a, it's, it was it was amazing to see that influence going back, yeah. and they did songs together and sessions together and all that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I love that. It meant that people couldn't say it in a negative way anymore. Yeah. You, yeah. you couldn't say, "Oh, you're ripping off Joe Strum." He's like, "Oh, what, my mate? He's a big fan, and we worked together." I signed him to my label, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh... Exactly. Well, it's madness. You've 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 had a good sort of skank around the dance floor to uh, to time bomb, and now it's uh, it's, it's it's pretty much. Uh, the last song that the DJ is going to play, and it's that, that moment where uh, hands are in the air, and it's uh, it's it's the sort of the climax of the the uh, the club yeah. night. Uh, what track have you chosen? Pip? This is the track I str- 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 struggled over the most to choose because, again, because of not being a big club guy, mm-hmm. um, and but b- b- this came to mind as a song that I I play out live, mm-hmm. I DJ out, and it goes off every time. But also as a song, not a version. But but as a song that was the bane of my nights out for a long time, up the brush yep. and things like that. You've not got to tell me about that. Yeah, so it's 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 animal music and it's their version of Mr. Brightside. I thought it was going to be Ecuador by Sash. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> Mr. Brightside by Animal Music, which was track seven by today's guest, Scroobius Pip. You're listening to Boogaloo Radio, the last dance show. Follow us on Twitter on Boogaloo underscore radio, on Instagram at Boogaloo Radio, or just email in at hello at boogalooradio.com. Better still, download the app. Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Um, I... As an indie DJ, as we we spoke about in between, uh, yeah. that, whilst that song was playing, got a little tired of hearing that. It mm. was it was just played constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but that's what I, not to to skip ahead, but I think that's what's great about this version is, uh, uh, we all got sick of that, and we all got sick of of S- Sex on Fire yep. by Kings of Leon or, mm-hmm. and Use Somebody or whatever else, but. They're not bad songs. Not at all. They just got overplayed. So the beauty of dropping this, and 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 when I heard it, I had Animal Music's uh, management or the guys themselves, I think actually, like hit me up a few times just as I was finishing touring and that because they were into into my stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this was just one that it allows you to enjoy that genuinely euphoric hook yeah. and all that, but not have the oh it's this song again. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? It gives you an out. It's, yeah. You're not in a club. Dancing to the Killers, so it's all right, it's and you nice can just little... enjoy how what an amazing pop pop song it is. Yeah, it, it, it is a gem of a pop song. It's a good little reset to hear a different version of it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there, there are certain songs where I think we need a bit of time in the, on the dance floor of not, yeah. you yeah. know, like Killing in the Name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, like yeah. You Can Call Me Al. Yeah. <laughs> all the Fleetwood Mac songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just everyone, every DJ just needs to go. All right, we're gonna we're gonna pause these for two years. Yeah. And then when we come back, and I think Mr. Brightside's one of them. It's nice to hear like a version that's Complete, completely, completely different, agree. but take it, yeah. And I watched um, them uh, on a smaller stage at Glastonbury this year, um, like only on the TV, but they um, played this. Yeah. And I'd, I'd purposely not played it in the clubs for a couple of years because I was yeah. sick to the back teeth of it. The Killers, I'm sh- the killers, assuming, yeah. not animal yeah, yeah, music, the killers. but yeah. And, uh, 
and obviously the killers seem to be headlining every festival for the last 10 years and but they were just on a smaller stage and they played this song harder and faster mm. and they played it like their lives depended on it which I guess if your headlining festival is 24-7 it, that conviction is hard to kind of yeah. maintain and and I literally watched it and I stopped it rewound it watched it again I was like that's fucking incredible mm. and it was it was it reminded me again just what a perfect pop song that is yeah yeah and 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 the delivery was absolutely brilliant and like and yeah it kind of made me want to maybe start playing it again yeah. but uh I'll, it's adorable that you pretended that you ever stopped but yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's his ringtone. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got 25 minutes left and we've got three tracks to get through, so that works out quite lovely. Can I ask a question? In, in this hypothetical situation where the world is ending, in yes. your head, Pip, yes. how is it ending? Um, Brexit, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetical. <laughs> Trump? Um, Not actual. <laughs> Um, I'd, I'd imagine it, it's. I mean, it's quite a specific situation where you know you've got a day left, but the, the world's ending tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this. Got to make some calls. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it's. I guess it's a meteor. Yeah. So I guess. I mean, they've sent up a, a Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, but chances are they're not going to be able to do much about it. Didn't work um, out. Will Smith save it? He probably can. Did yeah. Will Smith say, ever save the world in a film? <laughs> What was oh, no, wait, right? yeah. every film? Every ever. film he ever did. <laughs> that was it. I really like that Will Smith film where he plays the rookie maverick who no one believes, but he ultimately succeeds. Oh, I love there that Will Smith film. There should be a film called Rookie Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd definitely watch that. I think I know more Will Smith songs, lyrics, than maybe any other artist. Really? Yeah. Amazing. I think you could say... I think you could throw a Will Smith track at me and I could... You, you spoke of songs that need to be kind of banned from the dance floor for a bit or have an amnesty and, mm. and one of them it's one that I think should be banned other than the enjoyment I get from watching the crowd is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme tune just because the DJs always play the version that's got the extra verse in yeah. that no one knows yeah, so yeah. everyone when is proudly rapping along yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah it's Fresh Prince oh this is fun and then it gets out and it's like <laughs> well see this is <laughs> the extra bit every time this is like Relevant to age, because yeah. as we've spoke about, I never, ever saw Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. No, no. So I don't know the words, and I always you get... You don't know the words? No. And like, and... So if I said in West Philadelphia, you don't know what the next line I is? I know, if you said that, I know that that's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, but do you know what the next line is? No, I wouldn't have a clue. Like... Do you? Yes, of course. Okay. Um, yeah, I've no idea. <laughs> but when I see that in clubs, wow. I get quite excited, because I think, look at all of this. Yeah. Go back to my generation... Last Christmas at the book club, at our club night, I dropped Candy by Cameo and the whole dance floor moves in unison, much to the surprise of Scroobius Pip. so excited. <laughs> Partly for Stu, because you do DJ earlier, so it's yep. often a, a, a small crowd, and that's just part yeah. of being one of the promoters like, and, and, and taking the bullet. So we've joked numerous times where there's no one dancing during your set yep. or whatever, so it's been this ongoing joke. And then, honestly, the best moment in the history of the club night <laughs> comes during Stu's early set. Yeah. On the It was on a day between Christmas and New Year. We thought it was going to be an so empty club. So we expected club. no one to be there at all, and you dropped candy, and the dance floor was quite full early, yep. and they all knew the dance moves to Amazing. candy. And everyone just started dancing, and... 
my excitement was was at a decent level, and then to look round at Stu just being like, yeah, <laughs> it just went up. Just the excitement. So I was like, yes. In hindsight, I should have stopped the track before and gone, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great club night. It'd be good if there was a moment where I could go to it at some point soon. I don't oh, know you should come down this Saturday. This Saturday, yeah. Maybe you'll play it again then? Why not? Great. Why not? <laughs> um, right, so uh, you've left the club. Yes. And you're strolling home with uh, Stutel and Christopher Glasson. Yep. And, Annoyed um, that I've made them leave early. Yep. Um, <laughs> they know you. They're not surprised. Um, what time is your club? What time are you leaving? 11.30? Um, what time's the world ending? That's, a, that's an important question. Yeah, I mean, question. that's important. That's yeah. very good. Let, let's say for argument's sake. 6 a.m. Um, uh, let's let's say six a.m. because you've got to get home from the club. And uh, it's, it's a weird scenario that I'm currently walking home with Chris and Stu. Yeah, that makes the next two questions. Don't you really worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> I mean, it's weird we, that we, I'm we, not we invited, could, we, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could we could play a hat like that. That would be incredible. Um, <laughs> and you are walking because the Uber surge would be ridiculous. I imagine yeah. that on yeah. a day before imagine the end that. of the world. I mean, who's going to be answering the Uber calls? <laughs> <laughs> who's going to I'll get a car. <laughs> I'll get a couple in, then go home to my wife and family. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one. So, yeah, a lot of walking. But, yeah, the track that I've gone for, would you like me to tell you? Yes, please. It is Sage Francis, Sea Lion. Okay. Um, so is this another one of your acts? Um, I released his last album. I didn't uh... I released this one. but And this was as much as anything. I was like, I was looking at my list. I didn't have much, much hip-hop on there, which is... Probably my favourite genre, yeah. but again, these are a lot of sing-along stuff. You don't mm-hmm. sing along to a lot of hip hop, um, and Sage is one of. It, I mean, it happens that he's become a, one of my closest friends mm-hmm. and someone I've collaborated with and released. Well, I mean, records you, you're for. listening to him, but you've bumped him for Chris and Stu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd imagine he'll be in America. I doubt he's going to fly out for um, for the end of the world. <laughs> end of the world. Get me a flight to Pip. Because <laughs> um, yeah. there's a party about to happen around his house when he gets in. I know who I want to be partying with when the, when the world's ending. I've seen Pip go immediately to bed after gigs. Oh, he's got double ham and double cheese. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and I say Francis is one of my biggest influences as a as a musician, as a writer. And this song was one that came to mind. Again, just trying not to be completely melancholy because a lot of his songs are quite downbeat and mm-hmm. emotional. He kind of coined and mocked the phrase emo rap because mm-hmm. that's what he kind of got known for. But this is one that I do think is a banger and when you see him live, he still plays this and it's a, it's a sing-along. It's, yeah, it's great. And what's it called? It's called Sea Lion. Let's have a bit. <coughs> Line by Sage Francis, Indeed. chosen by Scroobius Pip. Yes. Lovely song. Lovely song. I, I love it. It's, it's weird. I've, I've realised that the two of the, the rap songs, P.O.S. F- faded, had, had Bon Iver on the chorus, and this had, had, had a Bonnie Prince Billy. Will Oldham, is that his actual name, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In there, yeah. Cracking. I love it. Okay. Bon and Bonnie. How did you meet Sage? So it was a weird one. We um, it was in the MySpace days, and a friend of Sage's from 
college or something had sent him Thou Shall Always Kill and mm-hmm. was like, you're going to love this. And he came and looked us up on MySpace and we had him in our top friends because was, you just had bands and that yeah, that you're into course, and your yeah. top friends on an artist page or whatever. And he messaged going, oh, cool. I'm in your top friends. I like this. I like this track. And we kind of started DMing. And he was like, have you got a, a record label in America? And at that point, we had a manager in America who he reckoned that... Um, I'm forgetting everyone's names today. Iconic producer of the Beastie Boys. Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin supposedly wanted to sign us and a load of other people were really interested. But it was that typical American music industry where there was a lot of noise and not a lot of actual anything else. And me and Dan kind of emailed our manager slightly to his annoyance at the time because he was an American a music manager, he wants us to sign to a huge label. We kind of emailed him again and went, look, we want to release our record on Strange Famous. Mm-hmm. It's a small indie out of, out of Providence, Rhode Isle, but they've done some of the best music I've ever heard or some yeah. of the music that's influenced me the most. And he kind of had to go along with it. And we, yeah, we released all our records on Strange Famous. My solo record came out on, on Strange Famous. And yeah, the rest is history. Fantastic. Track nine. Yes. The last song to hear is You Have Some Sexy Time. Yeah. And again, this is another interesting question because I'm not a psychopath, so I don't have, like, specific sexy time songs. I'm not American Psycho. I'm not some nerd who's like, oh, let's pop on this this record. That'll get her ready. Um, So I just went for (laughs) the... The, the, essentially the dirtiest song sorry, that I play sorry. in the club. Get her ready. Get her ready. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, you can't just pass over that. Let's <laughs> pop on this song that will get her ready. My friend, <laughs> you lazy bastard. That's exactly it. I don't do that. I like to do the work fucking, myself, my friend. Let's, let's put that shabarang song, right? I'll leave the room for ten minutes. She'll be fucking raring Come to go. Come when you're ready. <laughs> just going to go outside and pop a condom on. <laughs> Listen to this. Um, also, I think you've already pointed out that at the end of the world you'd be on your own. So this is just this is a lonely Tommy Tank. What's going okay, on right here? Okay, you play it however you want to play it. Out, um, no, the, the reason I chose this is it's the fil- the filthiest song that I've played numerous times in the club night because it's really it's Buster Rhymes and Azealia Banks just mm-hmm. getting proper dirty covering a Beyonce song. So mm-hmm. it's another cover um, or reworking a Beyonce song, and it is just filth. Um, and I love it. It's Should brilliant. Listen to some filth. Yeah, let's listen to some filth. Put some filth on. Please enjoy. And if any any, any women are listening, listen to this and get yourselves ready. Okay. <laughs> you've got. Yeah, you've got um, three minutes forty two to get ready. <laughs> we'll be back at three forty two. This what me and I be doing in the back of the Maybach when we listening to Beyonce. Listen, listen. Driver all up. Hello. Oh, Partition. Uh. I got ready. I got ready twice during that song. <laughs> I, was, I was ready until she responded to the hello at the end. Like, hello? <laughs> like a confused granddad. Hello. Just woken hello. up on Christmas hello. Day. <laughs> spilled Bailey's on his knee. Hello? Granddad. <laughs> hello? Hello? Who's there? I just literally wake up like Granddad Simpson then. Um, Buster Rhymes uh, and Azalea Banks. Yes. Uh, Tune, yeah, it's a banger, mm. and it's just dirty. Yeah. It's it's I I like it that it, it it turns into just a Beyonce 
banger, so it's all all right. I like those songs in the club that you start and people are a little, huh? And by the end, they're they're going for it. The the prime example I often play the the, the Hackney uh, uh, colliery band version of or the Prodigy kind of no good medley stuff, that they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that always starts with people a bit what. And by yeah. the time it gets to the, the main bits, yeah. everyone's chanting along. And it's, yeah. yeah, I love those tracks. It's scary. It's going for that fear element. It's going, rather than, okay, or, or maybe it's just self-indulgent, rather than going what I know for, for what I know they want to hear, mm. I'm going to go for something that they're going to think they don't want to hear, mm. but by the end, they're going to want to hear it. Or I'm Two just going to play something I want to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the last track... Yes. Um, it's going to be the song when you have your last dance. Yes. Uh, before, before the, the button gets pushed and it's the end of the world. Yes. It's exciting, right? I don't know. Is what it? that you're going to die? Yeah. It's all going to end. It's all finished. Yeah. Is, like, it we're done. A, is it in a flash or do I burn alive? What do you want to do, Josh? <sighs> I, I want it to be in a flash for you. Yeah. Oh, that's very kind. But then equally, I, mm, I don't know. If you ev- do that drama. <laughs> yeah. If everyone's burning alive. Yeah, I don't so want. I don't want a FOMO. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, sure. Um, I think. I think maybe just a painless, a, a white flash of light. Yeah. My golden coat flew out of sight. I don't know. Something just immediately just. I was. I was quoting Andrew Lloyd Webber there. But sure. Yeah. You both missed it. Yeah, thankfully. Um, um, <laughs> but no, I, d- I do think it's it's a quite nice thing. Yeah. Like, this is the last dance before it's all in. Like, I love finishing a box set. Okay. It's like well, the, it's like that, right? Is the is, is the ground we're shaking? Done. Well, is it like the meteor's hit and, and I'm waiting for the fallout, right? Right. Mm. So it hits in like right. in an ocean. Yeah. And then you wait for the tsunami and then yeah. the Because to me, the last dance, you know, things should be f- debris falling. I mean, if yeah. I'd known yeah. the ground was shaking, I would have gone for Deeper Underground by Jamiroquai. <laughs> From the 1998 <laughs> smash movie Godzilla, starring Matthew Broderick and Harry Shearer. The video to that was filmed in Grey's Tharrock, where, uh, where, where Pip and I are from. Yeah. Where the cinema fills up with water. Yeah, That's the one. Um, yum, yum. Yeah. yeah. Yum, yum, yum. So, both of you are lyricists. Um, and so what I'll ask you before we play this track... What's your last words going to be? Ooh, uh, that'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> I like that. I love a little babe reference there. <laughs> Apparently enjoyable. Um, I've no idea. I've always want. I mean, what's the point of having last words if the whole world's ending? You know, who's there to record them? Why, why are you like that? Can't you just say something <laughs> well, and play along? I love it. Those I, are the words there. He just says <laughs> that, exactly that. Oh, what's the point? This is weirdly a question I've thought about a lot, and I'd always thought I'd like my last words to be, no one has famous last words anymore. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I just have that, so it's quite, you know, it could, b- b- because it is, when you'd like in the olden days, when yeah. you have Spike Milligan, all these other people, you have these classic last words. No one knows anyone's last words anymore. Everyone looked. Everyone knows someone's last tweet. Mm. He spoils everything. But there's no. But that's it. That's what I'd go for. No one has famous last words anymore. Should Good. be like, is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a battery for an Ericsson. <laughs> <laughs> what would yours be? Hell. That. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where are we at? Oh, 
We're five minutes left to go, and I can see that that track lasts four minutes 48. Right. So that like leaves us seconds. ten seconds for you to introduce your final track before the world ends, Scribbis Pip. My last track is is what I think is one of the most be- be- beautiful songs ever. I absolutely adore it, and it is At The Drive-In with Napoleon Solo. Fantastic. Thank you ever so much for listening to The Last Dance. Uh, thanks to my co-host, Josh Weller. Thank thanks. you very much, Scribbis Pip. Thank you. Um you can listen to this again if you're listening live because it will be available as a podcast on the Boogaloo Radio SoundCloud. So go along and like it, love it, share it, tweet it and all of that. And, yeah, we'll be back next month. And uh, thanks for listening. If anyone wants to send in what their last words would be to their loved one as the world implodes, please feel free to tweet it to us as well. I mean, and I'd if like anyone, to see that. If anyone is listening live and going to listen again, just get a life, yeah. basically. Yeah. Maybe just don't listen. Maybe just turn it off right now. Just turn it off. No, this is a good song. Oh, so after the song. No, right. don't turn it off. Turn it off. There you go. So I hope you enjoyed that. It's always an absolute pleasure to sit down with Pip. Um, Obviously, I spend a lot of time sitting down with Pip, but he never fails to keep me interested. And he's got plenty to say. His opinions on music are great. His opinions on everything is pretty interesting. So it's even better when I sit down with him and he's sitting next to Josh Weller because... um, Mine and Josh's bromance is going from strength to strength. Um, we're talking about starting a little family and buying a house. Um, yeah, so thanks to Pip. Thanks to everybody at Boogaloo Radio. Just go and check that station out. Go and follow them on all the social medias. Uh, they're on Twitter. I think it's Boogaloo underscore radio. Uh, Instagram, Boogaloo Radio. And you can email them at hello at Boogaloo Radio. And yeah. Go and check it out. It's super punk rock. It's super cool. Um, and it feels absolutely special that uh, Josh and I have got an opportunity to, to have a little show on that station. Thanks ever so much for listening. There's another episode out next week. If you like listening to Josh's voice, there is a previous episode of Off The Beat and Track Podcast with me and Josh chatting. Obviously, the first ever episode of Off The Beat and Track Podcast was me chatting to Scroobius Pip and... God, go back because so far you've missed episodes with Block Party, Rich Wilson, Alan McGee, uh, Ian Lee, Gal Porter, so many. So go and have a little route through and I'll see you next time. Remember, www.boogalooradio.com. See you later. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Eat it, boy.